0: What's good, beautiful people, and welcome back to Cornerstone Podcast. We're a community where vulnerability is not only embraced, but we celebrate it. My name's Kristen, and I'm your host. Today I have with me a good friend of mine and a brother in Christ, Keith. Welcome to the show.
1: It's a pleasure being here. What a blessing it is. What a blessing it is.
0: How are you feeling about today, and how'd you kind of prepare to share this today?
1: Feeling blessed, just for the opportunity to be here and just... I mean, New Year, first day, twenty twenty four. So a lot of exciting things coming. More importantly, says it's is an answer prayer. It's like, man, just what, what, what? It's how best, how blessed could it be an answer prayer on the first day of the year? And just getting ready to share my story. Know God's going to do something through this episode, into this conversation. Really,
0: absolutely. I'm in Kentucky right now, so hello from Kentucky. <laughs> um, but when I was coming back, I was like, do I bring all my gear? Like I know there's people there who are willing to share God's goodness. I don't want to keep this just in Los Angeles. And Keith came to mind, and I was like, man, I have to reach out. And he was so willing to do this and excited, and it was truly a blessing just to get um, him on this show and hear his story.
1: Absolutely. And it's just, like you said, since you hear me, I'm like, all right, bet. Thank you, God. <laughs> well, do you it. told
0: me about like a— you had had a dream about corn, a cornerstone mm-hmm. or something? Absolutely. Tell me about that.
1: So I'm very, I don't know if it's a, I, I, the older I'm getting to realize it's a gift, but my dreams are very vivid. And I was, I've been studying through the gospels and like I was at that point where like, God is your solid rock foundation, your cornerstone. And I just dreamed of a cornerstone. It's weird, like I could see it, it was gray and it was just a foundation. I'm like, all right, God, like, what are you trying to teach me and, and say to me in this? And then you hit me up. And I'm like, okay, God, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. So I know that this is nothing but a blessing from God and I just got to be obedient.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we're here doing that. So let's get into it. We prayed us in, we invited the Holy Spirit in to guide our conversation and we prayed that this might help even one person hearing Keith's story and we were talking about how important vulnerability is and how people want that um, because it makes us feel more connected and comfortable with one another. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to hear Keith's story and get into it a little bit. That's so that's wherever you want to start or feel comfortable sharing, we're happy to hear.
1: Okay, so as I was prepare- preparing for this, it was, many things came through my mind. I've shared my testimony a number of times. And I mean, it's, I can start from the beginning, but it was little really bit on my heart is the college years so from 18 to 24 so when I was 18 to now and I went to college to play baseball football Georgetown College shout out Tigers Uh, I mean it was a great time great great people had great community there and I went to college knowing who I was to a sense but not really knowing where I came from so in college I really didn't have that sense of community my dad's a pastor so I've been in the church my whole life and it was kind of this might sound bad It was kind of my break from church mm-hmm. Like not being forced to go every Sunday Waking up and going So it's like okay I got freedom But I realized that my freedom I was really shackled to a lot of things That I couldn't see And going to college Was playing ball It was going great And I mean So you got your first dose of freedom So you gonna, you know, I went sheltered by to do nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> So I started acting up Plum, food, drinking, smoking Just doing everything on the sun. And I'm like man Like this is freedom Like this is what life is all about but as soon as all that started, it ended. And during those years of college, I was there from 2017 to 21. I really didn't get an education. I got a heart change. And it was things that I had shackled with me that I didn't even know about. But I realized when I got to me, trying to solve my own problems, they all came out with it's relationships, mentality, heart posture. I didn't have a sense of direction because I didn't know the director. And that was our father in heaven. And I uh, went on a mission trip in high school, got re- rededicated my life back to Christ, and I was, I was going well. But that wasn't my identity. And I mean, if you're an athlete, many athletes have identity crisis. <laughs> and I found my identity in everything else in this world but the creator of the world. So going on through college, I had a little relationship that became idle, and that really exposed me. That exposed my heart, that exposed the boy I was, I wasn't a man. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was a man, because I wasn't, I wasn't a man. The boy I was in every category of life. Then, lust got introduced to my life. So that started the whole new cycle. Lust has been a problem since I was a kid, when it was came to being exposed to pornography at a young age. Mm-hmm. So that problem became more of a spotlight. And it made every other problem bigger. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like God, like I can get through this. It, it was a lot of I, not him. Mm-hmm. And that's when I learned the true power in the name of Jesus. And throughout college, I had a great community, had FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I'm actually on staff with FC now back at the college, so that's a full circle moment. But it was an uphill battle that I wasn't willing to fight by myself. And I knew I didn't have to, but it took me a while to realize, okay, God, are you punishing me for what I've done in the past or what's been done to me? or is this a true preparation for purpose? Mm -hmm. And one thing that's been on my heart heavy is it's a generational thing. Like I was looking at the genealogy of Jesus the other day and it was so exact how everybody was lined up and then it led to the one and only son. And I come from a great family, I'm blessed, but divorced household, split time parent, really didn't know how to be vulnerable till I got to college and that was forced out of me. So I had I was going to a new place, to a new setting where 18 years of bondage. Mm-hmm. And that bondage w- was released in the most toxic ways ever. But it led me to a point where it's like, okay, God, man, like, I thought I was good. I was a good guy. I mean, I thought I had a pretty good heart, mm-hmm. but it was all about me. And I heard a quote the other day, and this pastor was saying, the more you are dead, the more life he can make you. And by the time I was 20, I was dead, beyond dead, beyond dead to a point where depression kicked <laughs> in, anxiety, and it's just like, I wouldn't say I was questioning life, but I was questioning life. And it made me run to everything else, it made me run to porn, it made me run to lust, it made me run to not respect the women, it made me run to alcohol, smoking. And when I was, had that high, whether it was lust, drunken, drinking high off, weed, it's like, man, like, I'm good. But as soon as I came back down, the temple fell even harder. Mm -hmm. And it brought me to a point where, like, man, Jesus said, to lose your life, I have to first take. But guess what? I'm gonna give it back to you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get that full point of surrender until then. And probably by my junior year of college, I got, like, man, I'm heartbroken. I'm lost. (laughs) I'm destroyed. And it's like, man, what's next? And I got tattered on my long arm, Galatians 2.20. It's about my life first. But as far as I've been crucified with Christ, I don't long live, but Christ lives in me. I never believed that second part, mm-hmm. that Christ lives in me. Because I was so broken, lost, and distraught. And it just took me out. Yeah. But at the same time, what took me out made me realize that God and Jesus' son, I'm trying to take you in, Keith. Mm-hmm. Keith, these are, these are going to take you out. But I'm trying to take you, and I'm trying to make you mine. And I found freedom from all those things. And it wasn't freedom that I deserved, but a freedom God granted. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about Paul in his time. I mean, Paul was persecuting Christians, killing Christians, and he served time in jail. But people don't realize God is also a God of love, God of truth, but he's a God of justice. And those times where I think I was alone, it was a punishment, it was God showing his justice to me in the most loving way possible. Because he denied everything around me, but he never denied me. And sometimes that's how, We feel like, God, you're denying me this, you're denying me of this, but he's not denying you of nothing. He's saving you from something that he doesn't want you to have. When we give our life to Christ, it's it's Christ intervening for us in places we can't intervene. And he did that every point of my life. That's why I'm here today. And during that time I graduated college, had life set before me, but also it came back to a point where, all right, God, now it's time for me to live my dream, live my purpose. Mm And the time I graduated college, working for UK football, had a dream job, man. It was like nothing I could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I was like, okay, God, like, what's next? Like, God, I'm living for you, but I'm also living for me. Mm-hmm. And it brought me back to that point, to that quote, that the more dead you are in yourself, the more alive you are in him. And even when I was with UK football, it was a dream. I met great people, we had a great community. But I knew that God put a call into my life to share this gospel. Mm-hmm. And... I say for well, about two to three years there, I was Jonah. I was, I was, I was, I was running away. I was in the belly of the well, and he spit me out over and over again. But I prayed a prayer one day when I was in contract negotiations with UK, uh, trying to figure out if they're going to keep me. If they're not, I said, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. You talking about like you know them like the script script prayers where yeah. God, if it's personate for me mm-hmm. <laughs> in 24 hours, God break my heart. It was one of those prayers, and when I prayed that prayer. I felt free. It has it, it. was a freedom I haven't felt since I was free from all those things in college at twenty years old. Mm-hmm. And it's like God, like it, this, is what peace feels like,
0: absolutely.
1: Because I come from a, a place in life where all I know is chaos, and I find joy in the chaos. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't. Live, God doesn't give us joy in chaos. He gives yes. us joy in in His peace, and in, in His truth, and His love. And it's just a fruit of the spirit, and. When I felt that peace, i like, God, I know you're about to take over.
0: Mm-hmm. Was it not until college that you kind of had your relationship with the Lord himself and not with just being in the church, mm-hmm. um, like your personal relationship yeah, with him?
1: So I've always had head knowledge of God, head mm-hmm. knowledge of the Bible, but not heart knowledge. And I'm a, now I'm a big proponent of religion, I'm a relationship of religion. Like I, this might sound bad, but I don't like religion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause religion is what we do for man, for the world to see. But relationship is that true intimacy. And I, I was always a Christian, but was I a believer. Mm-hmm. And when I got to college, it tested my belief in God. Because like I said, I'm a Christian. I could drink drinking Thursday, Friday, Saturday, go to church Sunday and be all good, check the box off. But Monday through Saturday, I'm not living the life God called me to live Mm -hmm. because I didn't believe. I had trust when I needed it. I had faith when I needed it, but I didn't truly have that source of believing in our Lord and Savior.
0: Absolutely. And it takes zero effort to live in this world, but it is so hard and takes a lot of effort Mm -hmm. to live in this world with Jesus. And I found that that is made me grow but also made me lose a lot in Mm -hmm. my life Mm -hmm. relationships and people and everything (laughs) it was really transformative when i realized that that effort to live with jesus was worth losing those certain things of the world
1: absolutely especially when we live in the life where our generation we're exposed to social media like when I graduated college and was trying to find a job, I compared my life to everybody else's. I got friends that are married with kids. So I was like, dang, like, am I this far behind? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just that quote comparison is a thief of joy. And I compared, I cried out to God, like, God, like, I'm ready to be married. I'm ready to be a father. I'm ready to have this. I'm ready to have my house. But I wasn't. Yep. I wasn't at all. And it wasn't because of my lack. But I did lack in place where God needed to fill me. And like I always I love this quote that I wanna say I made it up, but it kinda of came to me with inspiration, but whenever your heart is whole, God will give you what he has full for you. And it's like sometimes we walk around half empty, especially when it comes to relationships. I love this relationship quote, is two full hearts make a whole heart. Mm-hmm. When two full hearts of a, of a man and a woman are come together to make a whole heart, God can do so much with them. But when there's two people who are half empty or don't know, what the, don't know the direction, don't have purpose and intent, it's going to be hard to have God in control. And that same thing with us when we're seeing one living life. When God has made our heart full, he gives us, our, when God makes our heart whole, he gives us the full of his blessing, the full of his truth, the full of his light. We have to be prepared to handle that. Mm-hmm. And I have this saying, when I was in UK football, me and my guy, Courtney Lowe, we did player development, and we came up with this thing called the three S's. a student, steward, uh, and servant. And like guys, like, you're here to be a student athlete, you're here to play football, you're here to get grades, here to graduate. But also you're a steward or something. God has given you this talent and ability to be at this place. But also in that steward, you gotta serve. We it says we we, we, we are not in this world to be served, but to serve others. Mm-hmm. And I applied that to my whole age of life. Whether I was looking for a job, interviews at UK, now I'm in ministry. Am I a good student, in what I'm doing? Am I actually learning to be better? Not learning in life, but learning in the word memorizing scripture, getting in the word, having that community, but also stewards. Like <laughs> when I was calling on staff with FCA, stepping in to be a missionary, I had a lot of lacking finances. It was like, God, I don't know what's next, but I know you're gonna provide. And when I when you talking about being a 22, 23 year old male, no income and just trying to figure it out. It's like, man, like what am I doing? And that's when the steward part really showed show up my eyes. Because I've had many things I could handle. I owned a business, had a little Christian brand, and that in-law is, I want a good steward of none of it. Because I'm like, God, bless this, but bless this for me, not for your kingdom. Mm-hmm. And when that came apart, it, it really opened my eyes. like, man, I haven't made a good steward. Mm-hmm. I haven't gave, like I said, I haven't been kind with my finances. I haven't glorified you, gave you my first fruit. And... That messed with my heart because I had so much, but also lost it all as quick as I had. And that's because God seen I wasn't fit to handle it. Mm-hmm. And then, student, student, and servant. So I know God called me to be a pastor at the age of 20 when He freed me from all that. And I know that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. Some days I still struggle with my purpose now because, like, man, like, I'm trying to have a family build, build a house in the country and <laughs> ministry. Even when you see ministry, it doesn't, it, you, you don't see the fruits of ministry until you're in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've run, I've tried to do this and that, but I know that's God called I know wherever I'm going to be, I'm going to be a pastor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But in that, that's the servant piece. And when you're a student, steward and a servant, he can do so much with you because you're allowing him to, you're open. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I would go back to the heart posture. and My heart posture drastically changed when I said, God, make my heart your home. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you feel like you're, we're all a work in progress Mm -hmm. our whole lives, but do you feel like you're in a better place now and prepared for some of those things that three years ago you thought was your plan, but God was like, eh, you're not ready. Do you feel more prepared for relationship and things like that?
1: Absolutely. And it's, it's the mundane season where I was. I thought I was lonely, but I was just alone.
0: Yeah.
1: And people, they confuse alone and loneliness so much. Loneliness is when you're you're on an island by yourself, but when you're in Christ, you're never lonely. You're alone, alone with you and the Father, you and the Holy Spirit, and that could be a scary place mm-hmm. because now you can't hide from nothing. Like <laughs> yep. God already sees and knows all, but it's a different kind of feeling when you confess like in James I think James 5 says confess your sins to one another for God already knows but now it's for others to know too and it's having those conversations with other people man we struggle with vulnerability I'll be the first one to tell you I struggle with vulnerability mm-hmm. but I found out when I became vulnerable my heart became open not only to God but to people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I have a, I have ability kind of ability parts like bro like bro like I'm struggling with lust today help me out like bro, let's pray like bro I messed up again yeah, Because like, it First of all It lets you know that you're not alone And it lets you know that you're, you're not perfect And when you know those two things It changes everything And for the longest of times I was so ashamed Of my sins, so ashamed Of my downfalls Because I thought people would look at me differently
0: mm-hmm.
1: But when you people who unconditionally love you Like the love of Christ They don't look at you different They look at you mm-hmm. And when you see that and you feel that and you know that, you have freedom. You have joy. You have peace. But also, on the back end of that, you're saying, like, man, like, I'm here to encourage, but I'm also here to call you out. And people don't realize this thing about love, truth love. Yep. is truth and love. The darkest truth and love. But guess what? It's love. Mm-hmm. And that's the love that Jesus presented to us in the gospel, for that God presented to us from Genesis 1-1. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, he created the earth and everything in it. Yep. That, that love was presented at that point right there. And when you know and see that, it makes you realize like first I can't live this life alone and I don't wanna live this life alone, whether it's relational, having a spouse, friends, community because when two and three come together, that's when the spirit of the Holy Spirit is there. Yep. And when you see and know that life doesn't come easier but now you have a community that holds you up. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it took me a long time to realize how important community is in that vulnerability aspect because it took me, to move away from Kentucky to Mm -hmm. realize that like (laughs) being open and honest with people in community is not a bad thing it just it made me closer to my friends and it honestly like freed me a little bit mm-hmm. because I was just holding this inside of me and I was like oh yeah I'll give it to God whatever but we're also <laughs> we're called to be in community like I can't Absolutely. I had to like pick my cross up and ask people to help me carry Absolutely. it I could not do it alone and it's been so freeing and like just helped me grow I think a lot and encouraging people to be vulnerable and it created compassion mm-hmm. for like it's just opened so many doors I Absolutely. think.
1: Absolutely and, and I like how you say carried the cross because I literally just thought of a sin of passion when Jesus is carrying this cross uh, the soldier's like hey like you help him carry this cross I forget dude's name but he looked in the eyes of Jesus and said I'm not doing it because of them I'm doing it because of you
0: mm-hmm.
1: and sometimes we have other people carry a cross they're not doing it for us they're doing it for the kingdom right. and what we do we're going to we're gonna carry a lot of people's crosses mm-hmm. because it's what we're called to do and that's the saving piece again but knowing that the power of what we're carrying, we're not meant to carry it alone anyways. Right. That's why Jesus couldn't carry it alone himself. Mm-hmm. He did the will of the Father, but he didn't do it alone. And that's why he had 12 disciples. That's why he he did perform many miracles, did so many things because he was doing the will of the Father, but he never did it alone. He had a long time when he was praying to God, but even that he wasn't alone yep. because guess what? God the father was there, the Holy Spirit was with him. So when you, when you hear people saying, I'm alone or I'm lonely, that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in Christ and know God, because he always says, like, wherever you go, I'm with you always.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That that was his last word before he departed back to heaven.
0: Yep.
1: He said, wherever you go, I am with you always.
0: Yeah, there was a there's a part in my episode um, where I mentioned that. I was kind of new in my faith and I had been baptized and I did everything. And I was like, Oh, I'm good. Like now I'm like, I'm living with God. I'm all this stuff. And then I was struggling really hard. And I was like, what is the problem? And I was like, I'm not seeking God, but he never left me. And it was like, kind of like an aha moment and comfort that I'm not I was never alone he was just waiting for me like come on Kristen like Absolutely. you'll figure it out and I have but it's still an ongoing battle you know like, and,
1: that's, and that's what I learned in college like God's not a forceful God mm-hmm. God's not going to break down the doors of your heart he's going to be he's, he's, he's not an intruder
0: yeah.
1: I feel like that's what people when you think about a car- 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 characteristics of God yes he's God of all yeah, yes he created everything. yes he does many great things But he's also a free will-giving God, And when you give him that permission to come, when you give that permission to, in our hearts, he's already given us a position of power, authority to do all things. The Great Commission. But in that he's not going to force his way. Because he loves us so much, he doesn't want to intrude. He wants to intervene, but he doesn't want to intrude. Right. And when you know the difference between those two, kind of like, dang, like a lot of times I think it's me versus the enemy, What's it's really me versus me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's my flesh that's in the way. Yep. And I, I, I tell people all the time, do you know how important you are knowing that there's two people after you at every decision you make, the devil and God? Mm-hmm. They're literally battling for you as we speak. And when you say that, you put some perspective like, man, like the times where I didn't feel like I was nothing, where I found so much value in the world, I'm valued so much by the creator of this world, mm-hmm. by the one who sent his son to die for us. And nothing I could do could ever take that value away from me right. because we are forever indebted because the ultimate debt was paid. And in my time where I was lonely, I had to just sit quiet a lot, sit in the silence. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize the silence was so loud. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't loud with it went loud with, with noises, it was loud within my inner self, with my thoughts, with the Holy Spirit, with truly hearing the voice of God. And it made me turn the, turn the volume of the world down and turn the volume of God up. And that, that was getting along praying and doing those hard things.
0: Yeah, I can 100% agree with that. When I started to prioritize time with God and truly yeah. just, like, He would reveal things in me that I had never thought about because I was letting the world like mask over those Mm -hmm. certain things. And when I started putting him first and listening, it's like what falls off of Mm -hmm. the world that was not serving you in your life. Mm -hmm. It was just truly transformational. So with the new year, I have a question. We're Mm going to do Rosebud Thorn. Okay. I kind of sprung this on him last minute. So (laughs) we'll give him a second to think. So your rose is something like the highlight of this past year, something that Mm -hmm. you give God all the glory for your bud is something that you're looking forward to in this next year. Mm-hmm. And then your thorn is something that you're struggling with or that you could use prayer for. Mm-hmm.
1: So rose, bud, thorn. Mm-hmm. So say, say rose. Your
0: rose is something that you're thankful for that happened in 2023.
1: Okay. So my rose, man, this might be cliche, but I'm thankful for my faith. Uh, it's, Twenty three year was a rough year of just the unknown, and I leaned on Hebrews eleven so much. Hebrews eleven one, where faith is a confidence of the unseen, and I knew I had a faith, for everything I've been through, but it's more, it's those faith moments that I really take. take I don't want to. I don't take nothing. I give glory to God, and because it's, like I told you when I was <laughs> when I was stepping into ministry, and I know what's next, getting. Losing that job And just trying to Just figure out What's next for me It's like man Like I was living Day by day But It wasn't me living My faith was increasing Day by day And I had to find Joy in little thing. It had to be uncomfortable I had to ask for help That's another thing oh, Ooh yeah we, All my yeah. Time. Pride <laughs> to decide <laughs> we, we. <laughs> And <laughs> Especially as a man Like man Like like Man get it on their own Like you, you don't need help A man's supposed to figure it out But I was a man That needed help I was a young man I needed help because mm-hmm. I knew my way, but I didn't, I was struggling with direction. And when it really just came down to me and my faith, I just believe in the trust in the God more than ever. And in that he did so much that I can't even describe or put in words, but all I can do is give glory and give worship and praise. Uh, now, my, what's the bud?
0: Bud is something you're looking forward to in this upcoming year or season?
1: So as we said before, we were talking before the show, 2023 is a year of preparation. And now, 24 as 24 comes. I know it won't be easy, but I'm looking for the preparation to become uh, to become real. And I'm believing in trusting God for a lot of things. Not even a lot of things for me, but for a lot of me to give a lot of things away. My time, uh, just seeking out certain things. And more importantly, really stepping into my purpose. Like I talked I, like before, uh, I, I don't know what my life is, but I know I'm called to be a pastor, and it's something that I used to not admit. Uh, it makes me sick to my stuff. It used to make me sick to my stomach, but now it's like, man, there's freedom in that because I know that's who God's calling me to be. I don't know what it looks like, but I know that God's going to show me that, and I trust believe He does many things through me, mm-hmm. not in me, but through me. And this year, like I'm all about just God. You give me so much, but now it's time to truly for me to serve and give back and my thorn is something I need prayer for really it seems like it's been a trend lately the past the creep back in like I told you like I've struggled with lust pornography drinking and those things and like we're at we're at a point in life now where we everybody's grown so like there's no there's everybody's grown like a lot of my friends have families a lot of my friends have babies and kids so as a single male, the community very slim, and it's it's hard when you're, you're doing so well. The enemy tries to get you back with a snap of a finger, mm-hmm. and it it's living in that freedom. Like sometimes we we go through things, and God sets us free, but do we truly live in that freedom? And we're not going to be perfect. Like there's gonna be there's gonna be dog days, but in those dog days, that's when I need to worship. More. That's when I need to get in the presence of God more. Mm-hmm. And I just pray, one of my prayers is like, God, you've saved me and kept me from this, or continue to keep me from myself when it comes to these things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it could be it, it could be so hard, because when you, when you struggle with something for so long, it becomes comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that freedom is uncomfortable, because you're not doing what your flesh desires, you're not doing what your flesh wants. And in a world where it's all publicized through social media, everywhere you go it's just so worldly it's like man like god like i'm not of this you free me from this Mm -hmm. and god i don't want to turn back from this there's days where i have thoughts and my heart wants to but god i don't want to because i know it's not of you and my thorn is god save me from myself and god i pray that you make me more dead than i was yesterday so i can be alive for you today
0: amen yeah that's powerful I appreciate you um, sharing your rosebud and thorn, and we were saying before the episode the preparation that mm-hmm. this past year has done in our lives and in our hearts and our heart posture. I just pray that we can both absolutely. keep that because I th- we're called to truly be servants and um, serve God's people. So
1: absolutely, and let's one more thoughts just now, like how I said I struggle with many things. Uh, the lust, the pornography, the drinking, the smoking, all those things had a root problem. And I feel like people don't realize like when we struggle with those things, there's a root of it to something. Mm -hmm. And my root was not feeling worthy, not feeling like I'm enough, but also me trying to find a companion. And this might sound bad, but I found a companion in all those things. And it wasn't a companion that I needed. It's a companion that my flesh wanted. And that it was a companion that was a lie. It fed me a feeling, it fed me so many things that I thought were good for me and I needed. At the end of the day, it just made me more deep. It, it, it made the hole in my heart more deeper. Yeah. And there's only one person that can feel the hole, and that's God. Yeah. No relationship, not mama, not daddy, mm-hmm. not even purpose. Yeah. And people don't even like people people think purpose fix everything. No purpose, because when you when when you idolize your purpose, you're idolizing yourself. The purpose God has given you. Mm-hmm. And you see that when Jesus said, I'm not, I'm doing the will of the Father. So that's that's what we need to tell ourselves. I'm doing the will of the Father. Yes, I'm preparing to preach and I I, I want people to hear where it but I don't want to go viral because if that's not God's will, it's not God's will. Absolutely. Yes, I wanna have be wealthy, have a lot of money, have a house, have a family. But if that's not God's will, it's not God's will. I wanna do the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. And in those times where The flesh was heavy and the enemy was speaking to me loud. I'm like, God, not my will, but thy will be done, the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. And in that time, it made me see the root of a lot of things. And that root went back to my heart, but also went back to me not feeling worthy, me not knowing my identity to Christ, me not realizing that when God tells us to flee, he telling you yourself, you can't fight it yourself. Flee, and flee is totally different. Everything because flee is run away, mm-hmm. get away, get away from the porn, get away from love, get away from the get away from the smoke. Find a way out because he gives it to you, but it's all about you accepting that way out because it might not be the might not be the coolest thing in this world. Mm-hmm. It might not be the thing that fulfills you the most, but it's God doing something in you that you can't do alone.
0: Absolutely, I think when you were talking about, um, you might not go viral, um, you might not be rich and have this huge house, Mm -hmm. but you want to do what God's will is, I think it's taken a while for me to, I had to redefine what Mm -hmm. rich meant to me. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't want to be rich monetarily. Mm -hmm. I want Mm -hmm. to be rich in spirit, rich in faith, rich in love. And it's being those things might lead to monetarily being rich, but that's Mm -hmm. not what is at the top for me anymore. And it took a long time to realize um, that there are so many ways to be rich when following the Lord, not just money.
1: Amen to that And I mean you see That the Bible Like <laughs> People I didn't realize This probably a few years ago Or like Probably in college Like The Bible is so real and true And It still has Modern day examples And God And God says Like Nothing has changed I'm I'm, I'm unchanging I'm omnipotent And nothing has changed There's nothing new Under the sun In Proverbs And When you see The people who give everything And I I like looking at Job because Job lost it all. Like if I was Job, (laughs) I would have been a rap. Oh my God, you got (laughs) it, bro! But Job stayed faithful. Job stayed true, and more importantly, Job knew the true living God. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, God didn't reward him because he was a good man. He rewarded him because he was faithful. And I've learned with this life, we're called to be faithful. Mm -hmm. Everything else don't matter about how faithful we are to a God who faithfully gives us with every breath of our lungs simple as that
0: if you had to give just a little advice to Mm -hmm. someone who currently might be listening to this struggling with the same things you were struggling with Mm -hmm. what would you say to them
1: man so with my work right now I serve the age 18 to 24 Mm -hmm. College students, and I feel like for me, those were the most pivotal years of my life, and because I wasn't forgot about, but I was forgot about, because it's, it's those years where you only you have freedom, you're figuring out for yourself, but you never have it fully figured out. And for the person that's struggling with pornography lust, you're not alone. For the person who finds their Joy and getting drunk and getting high, you're not alone. And that you're not alone statement really went a long way for me because I thought I was alone in everything. But for this person listening, though, that you're not alone and that there's nothing you should be ashamed about because God still loves you. He doesn't love, He does not love you for what you're doing and who you are because He's the God of all. And more importantly, He sent His Son Jesus to die for you. And in that, it's okay to find help, it's okay. To admit your wrongdoing. It's okay to not be okay. <laughs> Cause in that, God is just pulling on your heart more than ever. But you have to take that choice to listen to that. You have to take that choice to trust him more than ever. And it's not gonna be easy, I promise it's not. We two living testimonies so of it's not gonna be easy. Yeah. But the joy and the peace and the true things of God you can get from it, nothing on this earth can give you. I promise that. I'll lay my I lay my life down by that statement because what I've gained in the kingdom, it's nothing I've done, but it's all he's done for me. I'm just a vessel of it all. And to this person listening right now, just know that you're not alone. And that you have people praying for you, you have Jesus Christ living within you, but now it's time for you to lay it all down at the foot of the cross. And knowing that he is never against you, he will never forsake you, he always loves you. And that could be a hard thing to come by, but I'm telling you this as a fact and as a person who's been through it and lived it. You are more than whatever you're struggling with. And God has so much more for you. But you can only get that by trusting the son who is connected to the father.
0: Amen. Thank you for that. And that wraps up our episode with Keith. And if you guys feel like you need prayer or struggling with something similar to this, reach out to us. Keith will be tagged in this video. We would love to pray for you and share more and just be there for you. Um, So with that, we'll see you next time, beautiful people.